0: Hey there, it's Dan Foreshaw here from Methodist Central Hall, Westminster. It's great to be back with you on our podcast. It's been a little while since our last podcast episode. We do apologise for that. There'll be various different circumstances which have prevented us from bringing out podcasts for you, but we are back now. And today we have a fantastic podcast with Roz and Charlie Bushell, who are a couple in our church. Uh, Roz has sung in the choir for a long time, and Charlie has led worship at the church for about three or four years now. Roz and Charlie are also members of our Sanctuary Congregation, our Young Adults Congregation, but In recent weeks, they've become better known as him and her, as the people behind our little insert, our puppets. Uh, They even became nationally famous on BBC Radio 4 one Sunday. So we reflect on that, um, their journey to Methodist Central Hall, uh, what their hopes are for the future, how they're finding lockdown. It's a really, really great chat, and I'm really, really pleased that Ross and Charlie were available uh, to speak to me last week. And um, yeah, let's jump straight in. Well, Ros and Charlie, it's great that you've uh, come on board for the Methodist Central Hall Westminster podcast. It's been a while since we last did an episode, but uh, welcome and congratulations first of all. We believe there is uh, some good news uh, that you shared with the church family yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, we're going to have a baby um, on the twenty fifth of October, a boy. So we're very excited
0: fantastic welcome major congratulations to you both uh, how how has lockdown been for the two of you obviously uh, we'll talk a little bit about him and her uh, your little puppet creations uh, in a while but what what have you two been doing have you been working have you been sort of off work and, and that sort of thing what what's what's sort of been the, the general yeah meeting?
2: we've both um, we both work in a school uh, during the day so um uh we've been working from home and uh I've uh, been saying to people if you're going to be in lockdown being in lockdown on a boat on the river because um, it's been uh, it's been quite a pleasant experience in comparison to to many others so um, mm. so yeah we we've been Ross has been very busy with um, uh, school with work with home school work mm. um, and uh, I've uh, been quite busy with uh, with a lot of uh, video work um,
0: Yes, as we've seen. <laughs>
2: um, but uh, yeah, one or two little bits of, of schoolwork too. So a lot of my schoolwork is um uh, to do the machines in, in school. So uh, there's not much I can do about that. But there's been other bits and pieces I've done for the school.
0: Great stuff. So are you allowed to, just out of general interest, are you allowed to move the boat during lockdown? Do you have to stay in one place? Can the boat move or...? Have you opted to stay in one place?
1: We we are now allowed to move, but at the beginning of the lockdown, up until I think it was May the thirteenth, we stayed in the same spot. Um so we were in Tottenham Marshes, which is a really nice community area for boaters, loads of boaters more there. So um, we moored there for the whole of that duration. And now we're moving up we're moving up towards Hertfordshire to places like Broxbourne. Um and the rules for boating still apply now that you have to move every two weeks mm. unless you have a permanent mooring and mm. um, so we're back to the same kind of movement patterns now that we were before lockdown
0: Roz, you're not from uh, London originally uh we, we've probably got a similar type of, uh, of of journey although you're a tad further south originally than I am but to uh, so tell us about your journey to to London and to Methodist Central Hall Westminster you know what brought you down to London and where are you from originally of course
1: yeah um Well, I'm from Wigan um, and I was brought up in a Christian community. I went to a religious school and went to the church connected to that. And then um, and that's how I got into music as well, because um, there was a big kind of musical community, especially in Wigan. Brass bands are a massive thing. There's loads of brass bands in Wigan alone, even though it's not that big a town um and then I decided to do music at university and I chose to go to Goldsmiths which is in South London Um, and then after graduating I joined the BBC Symphony Chorus and through the BBC Symphony Chorus I met one of the professional singers at Methodist Hall and that's how I started to sing at Methodist Hall um yeah and that's how I ended up at the church
0: so how, how long ago was that
1: Um, That was in 2008, I think so. Yeah, really long time. Originally, I came to the church in a professional capacity as one of the um, professionals that sing in the choir to kind of help with the amateur singers because they only get one rehearsal a week. So they get professionals in just to give them a bit of support with the sight reading. But then when I, you know, I love being in the choir. The people in the choir are so supportive. And through the friendship and the community of the choir, I started to get um, committed to the church life and started to develop a faith from there.
0: And uh, I guess if you, I, I mean, I have to apologise in advance, but being, being from another area of Lancashire, I have to ask you, if you're from Wigan, what's your favourite kind of pie?
1: Oh, um, definitely a meat and potato pie, which is obviously the standard in Wigan. So, and, and people in Wigan don't like to deviate, you know, <laughs> when you when you get when you get to the end of the day in Wigan, if you go to the pie shop, there's never any meat and potato pies left because they're so popular.
0: So Charlie, where 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 are you from and what brought you you've arrived slightly later at Methodist Central Hall Westminster? I just wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your journey, uh where you're from and, and kind of how you came to Methodist Central Hall.
2: Yeah, no, I was I was born and bred in Bromley in Kent. And um uh, I came to Methodist Central Hall via um, Roz. Um, she told me that uh, they were looking for a, a contemporary worship leader, and um, having done uh, worship leading before, um, I uh, um, came and auditioned, and uh, uh, felt very welcome. Actually, I've been there for about four years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Obviously, the contemporary worship leading and the uh, the singing in the choir. Are very much on hold sadly at the moment so you you, you've cast your gifts onto uh, another aspect which is him and her which have become a a staple part of our online stream services um how did you get started with puppets and i guess my question is how are you able because it is engaging people how are you able to engage people with the puppets in the age of pixar and digital animation i just wondered if you could basically shed a little bit of light on how you got started and how you you know how you're able to engage people with it
2: well, it originally started um, when I came to um, uh, Westminster Central Hall. Um, we, um, we used to uh, go out for lunch with some of the other choir members um, and we'd sit there and we'd talk about the service and we'd talk about uh, uh, life in, in the choir and I discovered a whole subculture within the choir um, that was very interesting um, and it was funny listening to the stories about w- what happened in the choir and um, uh, the, the the quirky um, situations that people found themselves in and I began to make note of all these stories and I imagined um, a couple of naughty puppets uh, that were based in the choir and um, sort of talking about uh, the church service, and I thought it would be quite entertaining. Mm. So my original idea was to have uh, two female puppets based on Ros and her friends, Um, and they would be kind of singing hymns, but also kind of uh, having naughty gossips uh, about the the message and about uh, church life. While they were singing, uh, a little bit like um, the old uh, two Ronnies sketches, where they would uh, be singing the main song, but they would replace the words with uh, silly words. That was mm. the original idea. Mm.
0: And so, how, how have you come about to bring it into a weekly little episode? What, how do you start off each week? What's your sort of inspiration? Where do you start with? you know, for your, for your different episodes?
2: Yeah, so basically um, we get um, a, a theme or a title from Tony. He tells us uh, who, who's speaking and the subject that they're talking on. And then um, we um, sit down for an hour or so and we talk about different ideas that it brings up. Sometimes we instantly think of a song or, um, or we think of a, a, a funny angle And um, we sort of uh, start writing a script from there, basically. Um, It usually takes about a day for the uh, script. And then um, if we're uh, just doing dialogue, then we'll film something in the morning and edit it in the afternoon. Or if it's a full-on song, then we'll probably spend about a day writing the song and then another day uh, doing the video to that song.
0: I was going to say, and each thing is segments about about two and a half minutes, something like that, and that's at least a day's work in order to put that. We um, uh,
2: we we were doing uh, a boat, a kind of um parody sketch show, uh, we called that moored like a muppet, and uh, that was based on um boaters. Um, lots of boaters do uh, vlogs, and. Uh, uh, so we, we well, I originally was gonna make um, two. I was gonna get two women, two female puppets, um, but because we, we were doing the boat blogs, um, I got a male and female puppet that uh, look a little bit like Ros and I, mm-hmm. and um, that's why it's uh, that's why it's a male and female puppet uh, as choir members. So um, so we had to think of a name as to, as to you know, what to give these two puppets. Um, but we actually originally wanted to be anonymous. We wanted these puppets to have a, a kind of mystery background where they weren't actually connected to us at all uh, so that we could kind of be cheeky and get away with it. Um, but um, uh, so we, we, but
0: you got outed, did you?
2: Yeah, that's right. We were outed on, on national YouTube. We, we were deciding on, on names for the two puppets we thought about, uh, you know, the, the one's male, one's female, so we thought were well, him and her. And then I love um, puns, um, so I thought, well, a hymn is a, it could be used as a, a, a pun on the, the, the hymn we sing. And as they're in a choir, it kind of fits really well, so then we decided to call it him and her.
1: I think um, the reason why the puppets really work in this context is because um, we obviously want to be theologically sound in what we're teaching. But the point of it as well is to kind of challenge some of the stereotypes that you find in the church. And I think that's quite difficult to do if it was like a play or, you know, real human beings doing it. But because it's puppets, it can be take, taken in a light hearted way. So it doesn't feel like personal or direct to a specific person in the congregation, but it is challenging some of the misconceptions that um, people do have in the church. You know, Charlie's puppet gets the wrong end of the stick and isn't particularly, he believes in God and he wants to believe in God, but he's not particularly a deep thinker. And you do get that in churches where sometimes the point is missed. Whereas with my character, I usually get the theology, but then there's an element of piety with my character, which is also a stereotype that you get in the church. So I think the reason why it works is because it's challenging those stereotypes, but in a lighthearted way because it's not real people doing it, it's puppets doing it.
0: Well, you, you even got mentioned on national radio, I believe, at the start of our uh, of lockdown.
1: Yeah,
2: that was uh, hilarious, actually. One morning, um, Tony messaged me and said, I'll uh, oh, go and tune into Radio 4 on uh, the internet and um, you'll hear us being mentioned and um, it, was, it was so funny because um, it was a top 10 of the best live streaming uh, church services and um, the commentator said that the Methodist Church started off with a rousing Methodist uh, Wesley hymn. And then, um, then he says, uh, "I swear to you, listeners, I blinked and I was watching the Muppets, and it was uh, <laughs> they. Then they played a minute's worth of our um, him and her sketch, mm. which, um, which is which is funny because um, I know Tony works really hard on on the services and the services are really varied and there's a lot that goes in them. Um, so it was kind of funny because the preaching is fantastic." Um, and you'd think that they would feature the preaching but in fact they featured him and her which was which was lovely but rather humbling
1: (laughs) I joked to um, Charlie straight afterwards that I don't think they've probably ever heard a more northern accent on the radio (laughs) because it seemed to be the particular um, line which they quoted from me was so strong
2: yeah
1: it was a bit shocking (laughs)
2: It's probably
1: the strongest accent
0: that's ever come out on Radio Four. Yes, exactly. <laughs> very, very, very good. Yeah, we don't get much rugby league on Radio Four these <laughs> days. So, uh, outside of um, a, a Sunday morning within a normal context, I, I know I was very privileged to. I got invited to the the Sanctuary Christmas uh, party, and uh, remember, Charlie, you did a very fine char- uh, cutout character of, of, of myself, sat opposite you in, on the table. Uh, I just wondered um, how long you've both been involved in Sanctuary, and 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 tell us a little bit about what sanctuary is because we haven't really covered it uh, on the podcast before
1: so yeah it's a kind of young adult congregation um where we all obviously now we meet on zoom but we did meet in the chapel and we just meet every week and we discuss our lives um, and the difficulties we have in our lives and how we can use scripture and prayer and all sorts of methods like that to help us with our daily life um, we talk about current affairs and things that are important to young people um, so that's our involvement. We help with that. I mean, we we t- we attend for ourselves, but we also get involved in the organisation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and provide feedback yeah. um, as well. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's it's a it's a great place for people to um, come and ask questions about God and and so uh, meet uh, like-minded and similar-aged friends basically. Yeah, since it's been on Zoom. Um, We've uh, grown in numbers, actually, and it's uh, I'd, uh, I'd be very happy to in- invite uh, more and more people to come along to the Zoom meetings um, because um, there's great discussions on there uh, and there's also um, sort of breakout groups where you can uh, get to know individuals uh, on a deeper level. So it's been a really uh, lovely, pleasant experience, actually.
0: I just wondered for both of you, you know, having had that sort of church background how you see lockdown and it's a total kind of invitation to just just have a guess really but one of the things obviously we've noticed with the church services is attendances are are incredibly high people tuning in to listen to services we've mentioned numerous times in staff meetings that if we were seeing this number of physical people through the door we'd all be screaming revival uh, you know to see the Great Hall will be many times full many times over a bit like you know a lot of people who've been at Central Hall for a long time will talk about the days of Sangster you know well you know the hall is more than full now when we watch it online. I just wondered what you two think about how church might look um, as we sort of move into the next six to twelve months maybe even longer. Do you think people might find meetings like Sanctuary a little bit easier to attend if they are on Zoom rather than on you know how to, say, how to physically travel into westminster
2: yeah we've actually um been discussing um having maybe three zoom meetings a month and having one physical meeting in the chapel um every month as a celebration uh, because i think you know we're living in the modern age where um this technology is uh, second nature to use um especially during lockdown even my um 82 year old mother knows how to uh, have a Zoom conversation on her computer. Um, and it's, it's fantastic for people that can't get out or um, find a church service too intimidating. Um, you know, it's very natural to, to walk into um, a big building with uh, strangers, uh, to find that very intimidating and scary, and um, you have to be quite a, an extrovert person uh, to, to be able to do that um, comfortably. And uh, I think the fact that these services are online, it means that people can dip in and out um, at, at their own, in their own comfort zone, and they can pop up and make a cup of tea, nobody's looking at them, um, and they can engage as much or as little as they, as they need. And um, I think you know, if you think about Jesus when he was uh, uh, teaching in the middle of the river, you know, to the to the crowds at the side, um, you had people walking past and listening. You had people sat down and listening, and um, there, you know there was a, a comfort in kind of um, not being able to sort of sit in the same place uh, for the entirety of the meeting. Um, and families with their children could run around, um, which is what, which is you know, a culture we've actually um, put in place really well within Methodist Central Hall. I think families do feel very comfortable, but uh, the doing it via the internet is uh, that, that second level of, of, of comfort and, and ease. And um, mm-hmm. I think meeting on, on, on a, in a zoom format, um, and then meeting physically uh, once a month is is a is, is a really um, mm. brilliant way to go. I think.
1: Yeah, I think that works for Sanctuary. Um, mm. I think my personal view of the Sunday services, you know, people really look forward to that kind of coming together on a Sunday. Um, so I don't think that will ever go. You know, when you're singing a hymn and everyone's getting really moved, you know, it's a great. There's no experience that is you can equate that to at yeah. all, yeah. Um, but I do think like you know if we do get used to this format that we're using, then it could run alongside the church service, mm. yeah. so that people that are vulnerable or people that are just struggling and don't want to get up that day because they're feeling a bit low or whatever, still connects to the community in that way. Mm but I don't think in reference to the Sunday service in particular it will eliminate that cuz
0: mm.
1: I do think um it's so valuable yeah. and we've really missed it haven't we yeah not, Sundays not going Sundays to
2: have always been a thing that we've we've looked forward to um mm. meeting friends um singing in worship um and sort of fellowshipping with people and hearing the word of god um there's no there's no replacement for that really um but um, but I think if we live stream at the same time I think other people can can interact and, and be feel invited to the physical church
0: I know I know that's definitely something we, we are intending to do when, when when normality or the new normal as people are tending to call it uh, resumes and we're, we're looking into how how that happens it's something that definitely within my role I've been been very concerned about is the fact that there is going to be a great number of people who, for getting into church on Sunday, is going to be a real challenge, if not impossible, either due to health issues, uh, the congestion charge, and those kind of things coming on, not being able to take public transport. So we are we are looking at, at moving that forward. I just question for Ross, really, in terms of a wider musical setting, because one of the the big issues has been there was a, a particularly, I think, in the States somewhere, uh, uh, a choir particularly uh, we got very seriously infected with COVID. I just wondered how your friends and colleagues within the wider music, uh, particularly singers within London, how, how they're doing, are you in touch with other, the other professionals within the choir uh, and how, how are they getting through lockdown? Because obviously it's, it's, it's been a pretty desperate time for people who earn their living from, or earn part of their income even, never mind the whole living, it's, it's pretty horrendous, but um, how they're doing both professionally and, and in other ways.
1: Yeah, I have been um, in contact with a few singers, especially in the days of social media. You do find out what people are are doing. Um, And I do think they're finding it very difficult. I mean, obviously, if you're contracted to the opera houses, you can get furloughed and stuff like that. But um, if you do kind of more casual day-to-day gigs, obviously they're completely dried up at the moment. Um, A lot of my... um, Friends that are professional singers are relying very much on Zoom teaching, where they're teaching singing or doing their own versions of choirs. Like, um, I've got some friends that lead choirs as well, and they're kind of doing Zoom choir practices um, as a way of kind of keeping it going. But I think financially, um, it is a massive strain. Um, even if you do something like most singers if they if they work at for example the barbican in the box office um as a sideline you know that work is Mm. obviously not happening i'm not sure if they're furloughed furloughed for that but um i do know that you know a lot of professional singers you know take jobs as they come along and um that's obviously not happening happening at the moment
0: yeah and I mean, the financial side is 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 shocking and, and that's we don't want to delve too long into that to, to the political side of it and I know there are organizations that are there to help musicians I know help musicians as a charity um, I broke my finger five, four or five years ago and meant I couldn't play for eight nine weeks uh, and th- they stepped in to help out on a, on a practical side but I think from just the the creativity side I think for me personally as a, those of you who don't know I work as a musician, And the other half of my job, I don't think there's been a period in my life now where I haven't played, you know, in terms of playing for an audience and performed. And when it's become such a part of your life for 20 odd years, whether that's uh, and I use that term in terms of quite loosely because even, you know, within a church service, you're singing every week. Um, How you're finding that, you know, for yourself, are you still being able to get the outlet just to be able to sing? Um, You know, you just never probably haven't encountered in your life from as far as you can remember, I guess.
1: Yeah, we, I'm lucky in the sense that, you know, um, I'm with Charlie and we do sing a lot at home anyway. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I am missing, um, I'm missing being at school and having more instruments as well, because, because I spend so much time at school, I play the piano at school, play all the other instruments at school. Um, So on the boat, we don't have room for piano. So we've got like a MIDI keyboard and that's how we write all the music. But it's not the same, um, so mm-hmm. I'm probably missing um, acoustic instruments a lot. That's probably my main mm-hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. Di- it's very difficult. Um, I've got friends that you know are really down because, like you say, um, I mean I'm a full time teacher, so my gigging is less regular than a full-time professional musician but a lot of my full-time professional musicians are really missing just they're used to going out in the evenings and performing every night and you know that's the life they've grown accustomed to and that's completely changed so yeah they're struggling at the moment.
0: I just wanted Charlie uh, well, and both of you, really. I just wanted, apart from the obvious, is that we started with the uh, the podcast with. Um, what have been some of the the positive sides of what's happened during lockdown? You know, what what will you take away uh, to your son when he arrives, and maybe you're telling him about this time? What would be some of the positive things that you'll want to relay about what happened during this period?
2: I think it's uh, shown us shown us another way of life, really. Of. Um, uh making the most of, of what you have around you and, um, and, and making the most of your time. Um, I'm quite a sort of self-motivated person. Um, so I've been getting up and uh, writing and, um, you know, and making some music and uh, sort of videoing the puppets and um, uh, and I've also been enjoying the sunshine and, and enjoying nature. Uh, that's that, that you might appreciate is all around us with on, on the boat um, so so um, you don't need a, an awful lot to to kind of to live you know to, to entertain you you mm-hmm. know um, you know I've, I have missed sort of going to the cinema and going out to you know to, to, to the pub and you know and what really miss going to church.
0: Glad you got that way around then, Charlie. I can keep that in now.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, so it's it's. Uh, yeah, I've I've I would say um, you don't need um, lots of things to mm. to have a good life.
1: Yeah, we've had friends saying, "Oh, you know, how are you coping? You know, you can't get an we, we can't get an Amazon delivery, or you can't get. It's like we never t- we never had Amazon deliveries anyway. We used to get them t- delivered to school, but. Um we we definitely we're not like big purchasers. We no. haven't missed Primark not being open or IKEA not being open. Mm. Um not that there's anything wrong with any of those things, but you know, we we obviously want industry to continue for the sake of the people in reference to jobs, but mm. we mm. kind of it's made us realise that um we can go with yeah, we 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 mm. can survive on not mm. having much quite a modest lifestyle I yeah. mean obviously we're in a, a position where we have jobs that are secure mm. so we're very privileged in that respect mm. but um, yeah it's made us realize that if, as long as we've got fresh air and a meal every day mm. um, and obviously having a WiFi um, Wi-Fi connection does help for entertainment <laughs> purposes um, but that we kind of are happy. Yeah, to live in mm. a kind of simplistic way, and yeah. yeah, that's kind of yeah been good.
0: Lead me on to one of my one of my random questions that I try and ask people who, when I'm interviewing them on podcasts or even uh, other things, uh, and that's what's been your best purchase under fifty pounds in the last year. I've just thrown that one at you—a real curveball. So we we'll need to edit that. Best purchase, and it could be anything, but something that you've bought for under fifty pounds that you think, yeah, that's really, really useful.
2: I think one of our best purchases um, brings us back to him and her, actually. We bought a little um, pug dog puppet um, (laughs) that we've affectionately named... (laughs) Gerard! Yes, yes. We've we've named him after our our wonderful director of music, uh, Gerard Brooks, and he features quite often in our videos as a reactionary puppet... Um, because it's amazing the uh, the reactions and and the the, the facial uh, kind of looks you can get from uh, an inanimate puppet without even a mouth. In fact, yeah, yeah. And we feel that uh, uh, that respects respectfully reflects uh, Gerard's personality. He's uh, he's yeah. a great he's a great personality, and we, we were really pleased that we could convey that through yes. the uh, through that little
0: puppet uh one another question that uh, a, a few podcasters will often ask their guests is what's a book that you find yourself gifting to people more than any other so you know what's a book that makes <clears throat> family or, or a book you might give to a friend even just to lend to a friend is there a particular book maybe Rawls first that you know that you, you really find that you'll often say to people you need to read this book it's really really good
1: are the only books i tend to give out are to my mom just because she's a really avid reader but um Recently, I've been reading the Screw Tape Letters. I do find that an amazing kind of read, because yeah. I don't, I don't think. I mean, obviously, some people are at different stages in their faith, yeah. but you can have no faith and read that, and it makes sense to you. Because um, I think it really challenges kind of negative thought patterns and kind of how to get yourself out of those and how things like making critique of the church and the church community can take you away from God. Um, so I've, I found that really enlightening. And also, um, at the end, he, he added an epilogue a few years later, um, which obviously was a long time ago. But when you read it through, you feel like it really relates to the current situation. So I definitely recommend reading that at this time. Yeah, I've often
2: uh, given out the book by Floyd McClung. It's called The Father Heart of God. Um, It's been out for about, uh, probably about 20 or 30 years now. Um, But it's a a book I've often handed uh, to people because um, it's an expression of of God's... um, of god and how he can be a father
0: to to the
2: fatherless and uh i found that that's been a a a real blessing to myself and others and continuously is
0: well we're going to draw to a close now just finally as i've got my video back with the two of you it's finally burst back into life um so i might my my final question and this one try not to think too much about it what's your favorite word facetious
2: Uh, (laughs) i can't even pronounce it facetious that's my favorite word when my uh, my stepfather would constantly say to me charlie don't be facetious uh but it was one of my favorite things to do
1: oh that's a difficult one um i would say maybe realism or being realistic is definitely a word i probably use um 50 times over in the day um I'm def- Charlie's definitely more of the idealist, and I'm definitely more of the realist.
0: Well, you're both you're both a fantastic realist couple, uh, and it's a pleasure to uh, to have you uh, on our podcast. And thank you very much for uh, for sharing your time with us today. Uh, and are you in Broxbourne now, or are you heading that way in the next few days?
1: So it's going to take us a, a week or two to get up to Broxbourne So that, but that's where we're headed. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Well, have, have, have a safe trip up and uh, we look forward to seeing more of Him and Her. Is there is there a Him and Her channel coming on YouTube soon, Charlie, or, or some way of seeing more of Him and Her outside of the... Uh...
2: If you go to YouTube now and type in Him and Her, our new channel should should come up
0: brilliant well we'll make we'll make sure we set we'll put a link uh, into the podcast description so people can subscribe and um, we look forward to seeing more adventures of him and her and we look forward to seeing more adventures of Ross and charlie and baby uh, as we get towards the end of the year so have a great day uh, guys thank you very much for being part of it and uh, we'll see you really soon you too dan take care
1: thank you bye
0: Well, it's an absolute pleasure to speak to Ros and Charlie last week. I do hope you enjoyed that podcast. Don't forget to check out uh, Methodist Central Hall Westminster on Twitter. We are at mchwfacebook.com. Forward slash Methodist Central Hall. the website of course methodist-central-hall.org.uk and there is a brand new website coming soon you can also subscribe to us on our YouTube channel that's youtube.com forward slash mchwevents and we'll also link in the description to the YouTube channel for him and her thank you very much for listening don't forget to, of course to subscribe on your podcast carrier and we'll be back with some more podcasts in the next few weeks as we get into this sort of post-lockdown summer thank you very much for listening May God bless you. We'll see you soon.